Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavour. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. In years to come, in a post-COVID world, it may seem very odd to consider that employers could ever want you to come to work while sick. But these days, the rules managers implement that prevent employees coming to work while sick often has everything to do with covering the management's ass and nothing to do with caring for their employees. The reality is to many vindictive managers, your health means nothing. In fact, if an employee falls ill, that can be seen as a weakness that nightmarish bosses will use to control and manipulate those working under them. And that's exactly what happened to Linda in the February of 2020, right as COVID-19 was just starting to make some noise. My name is Sam Blacker, and you're listening to I Work With A Nightmare. So around May, after my semester was over, I just applied there, along with a couple of other jobs. And then maybe a day after I applied, our hiring manager called me back and asked when I could come in for an interview. So I went in that week. I got basically hired instantly because she had called me back the day after the interview asking when I could come in. When Linda applied for her new job, she entered a month-long training session, after which she started work and met her manager, Miranda. I met them on my first official day behind the counter. She had introduced me into another coworker who had been there for a few years and said that she would be train she she would be training me since she had to do like everybody else's schedules and stuff and still checking in with me about like what days and what times I could work. Upon meeting Miranda, Linda had mixed feelings. She seemed pretty nice at first, really. I was kind of scared because it's my first, like, real job. I wasn't, like, too scared because because she had been in that business for a while already since the 90s, I remember. So Miranda seemed nice but had a strong reputation. In fact, when a small issue occurred early on, she actually took it pretty well. I had mentioned to them that I would be out of town for a few days visiting family which they were perfectly fine with. But then I noticed when I got back home, she had actually scheduled me for that day I was coming home. Basically, as soon as I landed, I got like an email notification saying that I was supposed to work that day. But I was scared that I would be like fired for doing like a no-call, no-show. And she said, no, no, it's fine, but I forgot you're still on vacation until this certain day. Now, Linda was juggling work and study and quickly informed her workplace of her next study schedule. So around the time my fall semester started, she had basically asked me what my class schedule would be. So she knew like what days she could schedule me, like what times I wouldn't be able to come in 
Anyone who's walked this balancing act knows that the jigsaw of work and study schedules can be a nightmare. And Linda came across the issues many of us may have encountered. I was in classes Monday through Friday, Tuesdays and Thursdays. It's just one class from 10.30 to 11.45 would be home by 1, 1.30 at the latest. So I could come in around 2 o'clock or I could just do dinner directly. Naturally, there was a clash. So she had scheduled me to work a lunch on Tuesday. And since the other person who worked front, she was under 18 at the time, so she was still like in regular high school, so she couldn't cover for me. So that resulted in me having to call up because I couldn't miss class. Linda had to let Miranda know, and things seemed fine. She said she was fine with it, that she had actually made a mistake in schedule. She gave me the Tuesdays and Thursdays off so I could just focus on school. But after this call, there was a slight change. The way she started acting me towards after just like kind of slowly starting to cut my hours made me think otherwise. And then more and more things began to occur, starting with when Linda caught a cold. I caught something at school, I'm pretty sure it's just like a regular stomach bug. And like for my safety, for my co-worker safety, I didn't want, want to risk coming in, passing it along to customers also. That was the second time me calling out just for my safety and their safety. Like, if I had still gone in while I was that sick, they would have sent me home immediately. So she told Miranda and was surprised by the response she received. She had given me, like, a verbal warning saying, like, saying, like, it's fine. If I call, I just need to find coverage ahead of time. Like, if I do have to call out, I need, like, a backup person to come in for me. But I have to find that person myself. The manager's going to look for me. While the tone of this verbal warning seemed nice, her manager then doubled down on this particular message. So after she gave me the verbal warning, that was when she gave me a written warning that is, I guess it's like, com- like company mandated. Like after they give you a verbal warning for whatever reason, they have to give you like a written warning, basically saying that they did talk to you. Linda took the excuse for why she'd received a verbal and written warning but couldn't help but notice the rules she had received a warning for didn't seem to apply to everyone. It was like another co-worker that I called out last minute. They would have to find coverage. My manager would just cover for them. Basically, I felt like they were just tar- like targeting me, saying you need to find your own coverage if you're sick, but it wasn't the same case for, for everybody else. Now, things never just stay at one point, and things really escalated when Linda fell very sick. I unknowingly caught mono from an old friend. I hung out with him in January and I caught mono in February. It wasn't like a light cough. Like I basically looked so bad to the point where my just could tell that I was not feeling good. Linda was still going to work because she couldn't find anyone to cover her shift, but then her health became worse. I woke up two in the morning, just felt horrible, I was coughing, chest pain, spiking a fever. And my doctor's office luckily had like on-call nurses and physicians I could talk to after hours. And when I had called in to speak to an on-call nurse, she basically said, well, since you're having chest pain, you should just go to the emergency room. Being told to go to emergency is quite serious and Linda didn't know how long it would take. So she informed Miranda and received quite a shocking response. And then she said, well, if this is you calling out again without coverage, this is your final warning. Feeling trapped and guilty, Linda made a choice. I didn't go to emergency. That's the sucky part. 
I basically felt stuck to the point where I had to put my job over my own house. She returned to work during a time that people were becoming more and more concerned about COVID-19. And it was then that Miranda reprimanded Linda. So I think maybe like about a week in, my manager came to me and said, oh, customers are complaining about your coffee, really need to hold your coffin. But she like, but she like never like offered or like said, hey, you're not looking good. They just want to take, I'll just, I'll give you a day off to go to the doctor to figure out what's wrong. Just stay home till you feel better. Linda did as she was told and eventually got better. Luckily, no one she knew of got sick. Unfortunately, her health took another hit. So this past summer, I started having like lower back pain, really just so I pulled something, tried heating pads, Tylenol just gotten so bad to the point where I wanted to see someone in orthopedics. So this was May going into June. I talked to someone in orthopedics and they gave me a note saying I can still work. I just can't do any heavy, heavy lifting over 15 pounds, which basically meant like I couldn't like bring any boxes out to fold up front, couldn't driver's jobs, like restock the cooler, basically like no lifting at all. Having seen how Linda's managers have responded to previous health issues, it's not surprising how they dealt with this. And so maybe for like about like the first week, they, they like respected to know like, like they made the drivers like actually like pick up their slack and do the job. That was about maybe the first week of the note. And then the second week, they just made, they just made start doing boxes again. They let the drivers slack off on restocking the cooler. So Linda had to reinforce the initial note. I had to go back to orthopedics, talk to the same person I talked to, and she gave me another note to give to them, and that note was that note was good for six weeks. They abide by the second note. Yes, it's good that she was able to heal, but crazy this happened at all. Unfortunately, health issues continued for Linda at work. So my manager, she asked me to come in an hour early, which I, which I was fine with. I went in an hour early, felt fine down like 7.15, 7.30, Starting up feeling not so good. So I just grabbed the water, went to the back, and just sat down for a little bit. And I started feeling like sick to my stomach. And so like right it's like right behind me, there's there's like a trash can. It was like used but not like too used. This was around June, July of 2020. Peak COVID time. And for this shift, Linda was working under a new manager who took direction from Miranda. And when Linda did eventually spew, her manager had a weird reaction. She was checking in on me occasionally until the point where I got sick three times in a trash can back to back. And she had basically got upset with me for getting sick in a trash can, not just trying to make it to the bathroom when I knew I couldn't make it to the bathroom in time. Linda feels targeted, attacked and trapped and unfortunately is still in this same workplace. She's been trying to find another job, but so far has been unsuccessful. I personally just hope she can leave before her health becomes permanently affected. Sometimes you'll have a great manager, but others will use an illness as a way to blame you or control you. It's unfortunate, and honestly, if that is the case, you should get out as soon as possible and find another workplace before your health reaches a point you can't return from. If you appreciated Linda's story, or any of the other episodes, please let me know what it was you liked by submitting a review for the podcast. And if you have been struggling with a nightmare coworker, you can share your story. Send me a message at samblacker.com 
or via our Instagram at IWorkWithANightmare to see what we can work out. I'll be back in two weeks' time with another episode. Until then, good luck at work. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 